Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. You know, we've got three people we're going to license tonight um, for the ministry. And really what I want to do, I'm going to do this, I'm going to actually share from the Word of God before we pray for them, because I want to, I'm going to, this is a message for them, and I'm going to let you, I'm going to, I want everybody to pretend tonight that you're called to preach the gospel. Now, you're not, maybe not vocationally, right? But Jesus, he said, the last thing that Jesus said before he was caught up, he said, he said, what? Go into all the worlds and preach the gospel to all creation. He said to make disciples of all, of all the nations. So that's, and you know, that's for us, that's, that's the, the great, some people call it the great suggestion, right? No. It's, what is it called? The great the Great Commission. Okay. It's the Great Commission. Go into all the worlds and make disciples of all the nations. So tonight you are the ministerial candidates. I'm going to share with you from a couple verses, Romans 1, 1 through 4, and then we're going to pray. Um, this is the beginning of my, actually I'm teaching the book of Romans starting tomorrow night. So I'm just getting ra- ready for this. But these, this is the first four verses of Paul's letter to Ro- the Romans, which was You'd have to say it's, the, it's Paul's masterpiece. It's his theological masterpiece, the book of Romans. And he's got some incredible books that he wrote, but this one lays down foundationally our Christian doctrine. It's, it's over the top, and um, it's given to him by revelation. Um, but here, here, here he starts his, his, his letter. He says, Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was born of a descendant of David, who was Mary, a descendant of David. She was a, you know, you look at the lineage of David and look at the lineage of, of, I'm sorry, the lineage of Joseph, the supposed father, but not the biological father, but the... uh, the step-in father, Joseph, he was a direct descendant of David's. And Mary was also a direct descendant of David's, the mother of Jesus. So born of a descendant of David, according to the flesh. So as a, as a human being, Jesus was a direct descendant of King David, who had lived a thousand years before, who was, decla- who was declared the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. So Paul said the resurrection was a declaration by the Father, this is my son. This is the son of God. So let's just, we'll just take this apart a little bit. The first thing that Paul said, he's called himself a bondservant, doulos. The word doulos is literally a slave. He called himself a slave. Now, that's, that's a strange way to start your letter. He says, I am a slave of Christ Jesus. That's, that's I don't even know if you, to, I've never said that before about myself. I am a slave of Christ Jesus. The word doulos is, that's what it means. Um, now, here, here's how, how it, where, where it comes in. Paul's favorite title for the Lord was the word kurios. It means Lord. In Greek, the word kurios describes someone who is an undisputed 
who has undisputed possession of a person or a thing. When you call Jesus Lord, you're saying he has total possession of who you are. Jesus is Lord. That's saying, that's, it's like saying backwards, I am a slave of Jesus Christ. I belong to Jesus Christ. I'm owned. A bond slave is someone who's owned by someone else. So I am per- the purchased possession of Jesus. Hallelujah. I am a, per- I was once part of another kingdom a slave of the prince of darkness. I was delivered from the kingdom of darkness and purchased by the blood of Jesus. And I became a doulos of curios, a slave of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Paul, this is, this is Paul. This is what Paul believed, taught. And he goes on, this word slave, this is, this is cool. Doulos has another side to it. In the Old Testament, it's the word used regularly to describe the great men of God. Moses was the doulos of the Lord. Joshua was the doulos of God. The proudest proudest title of the prophets, the title which distinguished them from others, was they were slaves of God. Wow. So that's that's what Paul, Paul was claiming to be like Moses and like Joshua when he called himself a slave of Jesus Christ, the purchased possession. I belong to God. Now that's a powerful place to be in. You take your hands off God's property, you dirty thing. Get your hands off of God's property, right? I'm not my own property, I belong to God. Take your hands off of my, my body, take your hands off my family, take your hands off my finances. I am God's property. I am a love slave of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Well, then he uses another word here. He uses another word. He says that Paul, a slave, a bondservant, called as an apostle. The word called is the word kletos, and it literally, it means to be invited as to a banquet. I am the slave of God called as an apostle. I'm invited to this banquet by God. Invited by, by God in the proclamation of the gospel to obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom through Christ Jesus. So here, so what is that talking about? This takes me back in my, in my thoughts to the first, uh, the, verse number four, the first chapter of Song of Solomon. Solomon, David's son, said, he said, what, draw me, Lord, and I will run after you. <laughs> Called. Yeah, if somehow, somehow in your, in your life, if you're, if you're a Christian, somehow in your life you heard in whatever kind of way it was, either through the still small voice, through the circumstances, through a sermon, through someone witnessing to you, through a video or film or through preaching that you heard, you heard the voice of Jesus and he was calling you to follow him. You know, it's like, it's like when, when Jesus first came and he found the fishermen, they were cleaning their nets by the Sea of Galilee and he told them to launch out into the deep and let down their nets for a catch. And they caught an unexpected supernatural catch of fish. And they came onto the beach and Peter saying, Lord, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. And what did Jesus say to, to Peter? Come and follow me. Come and follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. Come and follow me. In some way, maybe not use those exact words, 
He came to each one of us. He, he comes to you in your, in your sins. He comes to you in your loneliness. He comes to you in your emptiness. And he says, come and follow me. I've got a better way. I've got a, I've got a purpose for you. I've got a plan for your life. Come and follow me into my plan for your life. Now, in, in Peter's case, he was being called to leave his fishing business to follow Jesus as an apostle. The same with, with, with Paul. He was being called out of his world of Phariseeism and being called to follow Jesus as an apostle to the Gentiles. Come and follow me. Hallelujah. I love that. So he's, he's calling you. Can you hear his voice? When you were worshiping the Lord, when we're singing songs, he's calling you, calling you deeper, calling you into himself, calling you to follow into his steps, calling you to fulfill the, the purposes and the plans that he has for your life. He has a plan for you. It's not, it's not, it's, I promise you, it's not the way you think it is. You might think you haven't figured out it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. His ways are not your ways. His ways are higher than your ways. And just when you think you got it figured out, he'll knock that out and he'll say, this is the way, follow me. He's calling you to follow him. Follow him to his banquet. He's got a place for you at his banqueting table. So yes, I am a, a bond servant. I'm a slave of Christ called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now let's, let's he, so he's called, Paul was called or invited. This word invited has, has two f flavors of meaning in it. One flavor is calling to follow, but in, in, inside that same word, kletos, is the word, the word to be appointed, called and appointed. So you're called out and appointed to a specific task, the calling of God. God's calling to be a Christian is very similar to God's calling into the ministry. For me, it was one and the same, but you know, maybe, maybe you're not supposed to be vocationally in preaching the gospel, but his calling, he calls you out and he calls you into himself to follow him, but he calls you into a particular spiritual purpose for your life, every one of us. It's the calling of God. So, so yeah, let's, so he's called, Paul said he was called as an apostle, called as an apostle, and in his calling, when in this, if you read the, you know, the Damascus Road experience, when and Paul saw this light that was brighter than the sun shining at noon, and he and he, he was on his face, and it's, he he said in the different accounts that he gave of that story of what happened to him that that Jesus himself appeared to him on the Damascus Roads. And Jesus called him to follow him, but he also called him. He says, you're going to be a light. This is, this is unthinkable, but he said this to a, to a Jewish Pharisee, the most crazy, the crazy opposite thing you would never say in a million years to a Jewish Pharisee, never in a million years. I've called you to be a light to the Gentiles. They'd been worse than yelling the F-bomb at him, I promise you. It was a horrible thing for Jesus to say to this Pharisee. I've called you to be a light to those mongrels. I've called you to be a light to those other people that are racially impure. I've called you to be a light to people that aren't pure like you are. I've called you to reach those, oh, those people that may not be, you know, the... the how, how do you use it in our, in our world today? You know, those, that, the buttoned up crowds, 
the quality crowds. It's quiet up in this Episcopalian church, I'm telling you, right now. But he's, he's called, he, he was called to preach the gospel to the mongrels. And he did. He's called as an apostle. You know, the Lord sets apart tonight, you know, we're praying for, for individuals that are called into the ministry. The ministry is holy. The ministry is not something you just get because you, 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 you're smarter because you studied. I mean, it takes study, of course. It takes effort. You have to apply yourself to the scriptures and learn the Bible and go to Bible school and all of that. But, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a holy calling. It's being set apart for a purpose. And, and if you study the scriptures, the, the ministry is a vocation. Our apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. It's not something you choose, it's something you're called into. It's not a vocation that you pick. It's something that God says, you are mine, and I want you to follow me. I've made you an evangelist, or I've made you a pastor, or I've made you a teacher. This is what he does. It's the calling of God. Called as an apostle. So I love the way Paul started his letter. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle. And then it goes on, it's set apart. If you read the, um, the rest of that verse, he says, set apart for the gospel of God. Set apart. Now, what does that mean? I, I, I wrote another verse down in my notes that Paul wrote in Galatians 1. He says, when he who had set me apart from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, was, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with flesh and blood. He said, I didn't get this commission and this call from, from people. God gave it to me. It was supernatural. He put this calling on my life. He called me to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. He appeared to me on the Damascus road, but he, he had set me apart. He had set me apart from my mother's womb, being set apart by God. It's supernatural. It's another beautiful word. It's called aphorizo. It comes from the word horizon. Horizon. It means to mark off others by boundaries. God puts a boundary around your life. And, you know, he does that for people called into the ministry, but he, he does that for people that are called to be Christians. We are a chosen generation. If you're a Christian, if Christ revealed himself to you, you've been, he's, he's had your number before you were in your mother's womb. He's been after you from eternity. He's marked you on his hands before you were ever born. He set you apart from your mother's womb. He's protected you. He's provided for you. He's brought you for such a time as this because he has plans for you. Oh, he has plans for you. He has plans for you. Those plans are bigger and, and grander than you could ever imagine. They may not be spectacular, but they might be in the quiet place where you're unseen and unknown, but they are spectacular in the eyes of God because of the impact they're going to have on people's lives. Aphorizo, to mark off from others by boundaries. So I am a bondservant. Paul said a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart. Everyone say, set apart. Amen. So let me, let me read the rest of this, and we'll finish with this last part. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, 
set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who is born of a descendant of David according to the flesh, who is declared the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. So it says he was set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand. He's pro- there is a promise there's a, there's a promise. The call of God is connected to a promise. The call of God is, is a promise of God. And it's prophetic in nature. It comes, this word promise means to, to bring a word, to announce, to proclaim. Um, so yeah, this is, let me read this, this call of God to Paul that was a promise was enclosed in it. When God sets you apart, there's a promise for his protection, his provision, and his guidance over your life. The calling of God is filled with the promise of God. The calling of God is a guarantee of his protection and his provision for your life as you follow him. Listen to this, Acts 26. This is the last account Paul gave of of his testimony. He's, this is, he's quoting what Jesus said to him. After he appeared, Paul was obviously on the, on the grounds. And the Lord says to him, get up. Everyone say, get up. He says, get up, stand on your feet. For this purpose, I have appeared to you, the Lord Jesus said to him. For this purpose, I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and a witness, not only to the things in which you've seen me, Not only is a witness of the resurrection, because he was witnessing this resurrected Christ, I've called you to be a witness of the resurrection, but also to the things in which I will appear to you. He's rescuing you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you. So he's telling them right there, the Jewish people, which Paul was a Pharisee, the Jewish people are going to try to kill you. That was the understatement of all time. They were after him until the day he died. He was stoned, he was beaten, he was, he, was, he was put in jail, he was beaten numerous times, he was caned, he was scourged, and he was, he was you know, you can't, you can't even list the stuff that happened to him, stoned one time. So it says, uh, yeah, he's called to, to preach the gospel to the Gentiles who I sent to you to open their eyes so that they may return from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God that they might receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who've been sanctified by faith. Now here's this, I'll finish with this devotion that I wrote. Paul's salvation experience is inseparable from his life's calling. Your salvation experience is inseparable from your life's calling. Listen to me, You're the, the sal- your salvation experience, make your testimony, make your testimony sure. Make the calling of God on your life, make it sure. Rehearse in your own life and tell others what God did to set you apart. I've made it a habit to talk about my salvation story again and again and again and again. The more I tell it, the more real it is in my life. And it it carries in it a promise and it carries in it the calling and purpose of God for your life. Before his conversion, he'd spent his life in preparation to be a leading Pharisee. He was hinting at this in the opening remarks in his letter to the Romans and referring to being set apart. When he used the word set apart, in that word set apart was the word Pharisee. The Pharisees called themselves the set apart ones. Now he says, I'm the set apart one for the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The interesting thing about this is the very word Pharisee is connected to being set apart from the world. Brian Simmons said there's an interesting word play here. The Aramaic word for separated is the root word for Pharisee, a separated one. Paul is saying that God is the one who separated him as, a uni- as uniquely God's as opposed to self-righteous superiority. Paul was set apart by the Lord from eternity to be a Christian, and so were you, and to proclaim the gospel to the world. The calling of God proves to be prophetic and self-fulfilling. Lean on the calling of God on your life. Salvation calling, if you're called into the ministry, lean on that calling. There's a promise ingrained in the calling of God. Promise of protection, promise of provision. You've seen it lived out. You've seen, you, you know, this, it, what, you think it was a coincidence? Do you think it was a coincidence, the timing, that these checks came in the mail to us? You think it's a coincidence, the timing? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. So yeah, so the, Paul, Paul was set apart by the Lord from eternity. Okay, in Paul's statement in Romans, he spoke about the promise of God, which was contained in the call of God itself. So yeah, so this word to bring, the, this word promise means to bring, to announce, to proclaim, or to promise beforehand. So think about your salvation experience. God's plan for your salvation was about his glory. In other words, he wants to display his glorious grace in your testimony. That brings incredible confidence and assurance knowing that his promises and plans for you are guaranteed. Let me put it this way. It's a huge setup. The whole thing, it's fixed. It's like fighting a fixed fight. You can't lose. The other side's going to lay down. It's fixed. The end result is already written. We win. That's the end of the story. Does that mean there won't be resistance? Absolutely not. There'll be all sorts of resistance. But just as God sits in the heavens and what? He laughs. Ha, 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 ha. The promise of God is guaranteed for all of us. In Paul's case, there was unbelievable resistance as he was constantly attacked, but God's plan was always going to come to pass. For each of, of us, we are set apart to display the glory of God, yeah? Yeah, so don't, don't sell yourself short. You might think, well, I'm not important. Wrong. No matter what your story is, no matter what your, your heritage is, no matter what your education is, maybe you're very educated, maybe you're not very educated, regardless of where you are, your testimony is a treasure It's the power of God. Your testimony is the testimony of Jesus. It carries within it the testimony of Jesus. It carries a prophetic mantle. It carries a promise. It carries a fulfillment. It carries the seed of miracles. It carries the seed of protection. It carries the seed of God all around you, inside of you, before you. The testimony of Jesus. Called and set apart by God. So let's stand together. 
Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.